times are tough. We're all just trying to get by. Hi, welcome to It's a Shame. It's our podcast about shame, except not for a little while because we just don't feel like it's it. called coping. How's everyone coping? <laughs> I am holding in there. Brooke and Danielle. <laughs> um, yeah, so hi, Danielle. Hi, Lily. Today we have some special guests. Mm-hmm. We are joined by Stephanie Johnson. Hello, hello. And Jamie Boehner. Hello, everybody. What's up, Boehner? We're back. Hi, guests. It's and an then, honor. Oh, you guys are you're like our recurrent guests. It's very exciting to have you back. Mm-hmm. It's we good. thought we should give the people what they really like, which is the two of you. They're like, how dare <laughs> Best ratings did involve the two of you. Don't let it go to your head, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, maybe you should have your own podcast or something. We already do, man. podcast. Go look for it, everybody. It's like twice a year so far. <laughs> I, I was thrilled to find out that many people also enjoy a really shitty 7-Eleven sandwich just like me. So thank yeah. you, everybody, for the validation. My mom included. She texted me after that episode, and she was like, tell Jamie that I also like the egg salad sandwich from 7-Eleven. Yeah, here for it. Let's do it. I'm sorry, Mom, if I wasn't supposed to tell people that. You guys are risk takers, man. That's a ballsy, ballsy move, sir. We're living on the edge. I just don't (laughs) We're married. I know. We were in love. That doesn't mean we have the same brain. (laughs) Or does it? After living together for four weeks, we got in the car together for the first time today. Yes. That's fun. Long time. Oh, delightful. Delightful. Who drove? I drove. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Good. Way to take the wheel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Where'd you go, Jamie? Jamie was really in the driver's seat, you know what I mean? That's great. <laughs> you were right through the whole way there like she usually does. No, I I'm the uh passenger seat driver for sure. Uh yeah, I yes. Sorry, can't help it. Yeah. We're all joined by uh Fiona in the background. She's chilling. Yeah, here. Oh, she looks adorbs. She looks adorbs. Look at her. She's so majestic. <laughs> yeah. We have Penny here in our lap, or in your lap, but she's Penny girl. You're she... my Penny girl. Oh, yeah. One of her songs. <laughs> that is one of her one of her songs. One of her many songs. So, hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I promise it'll all be meandering bullshit, just like what you witnessed thus far. So, if you're, oh, in, yeah. if you're in the mood for this, hang around. You're going to love it. Um, you're going to journey like you've never gone before. I mean, we meander enough already with guests. It's, it's going to be extra. Yeah. Sorry, well, I'll take it back. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the reins. I'm about to uh, to introduce the topic, and I'm going to introduce the table topic. That's mm-hmm. right. Tonight, we're doing a special don't fucking talk about COVID episode. And so as a result, we have selected uh, with um, under tight security, questions have been selected, and they have been given to us uh, to answer on this program. 
And by tight security, I mean there's a box of a game called Table Topics, and I'm just going to choose a random card. Can yeah. I on Table Topics? I'm excited for this. And now, and, now, and now for a background on Table Topics, Jamie Boehner. So just for your, your listeners to have some context, um, my, my dear beloved mother has inundated us with every variation of the game Table Topics. We've got <laughs> cards. We've got like these little bamboo sticks with questions on them. So if you've ever seen these around, you know what we're talking about. We got tons of them, and we're going to use them as the fodder for a, a brand new information meandering journey. With yeah. So get ready to learn a bunch of stuff about us that you might not know or might not want to know. Yes. And, and half of the, the table topics are usually bullshit. So we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to be fast and furious with throwing some of them out as soon as we pull them yeah, out. We can vote up. We can vote them out. Yeah, we'll vote, we'll vote up and down. Okay. And, and, and where are your questions coming from tonight? Oh, my ass. <laughs> well, <laughs> straight out of Stephanie Johnson's ass. No, it's funny because, uh, you know, I've been perusing <laughs> I've been perusing my bookshelves a lot, just like trying to find random stuff to either read or do or whatever. And um, I found this book that I bought a million years ago called 642 Things to Write About. Um, it's by the San Francisco Writers Grotto. Um, I looked through it if I was leafing through it today I was like oh what have I written zero things I have not contributed to this book at all but it has like all this room to just like write and whatever but it has some fun topics that might might work for a conversation rather than a writing piece so we'll see okay can, can, can I add one more that too yay or nay <laughs> Stephanie's already vetoing yay or nay uh, I have one more disclaimer too I, I just remembered that uh, my mom actually listens to the podcast so mom if you're hearing this, just to be clear, we love the table topics. I wasn't making fun of them in any way. We play them all the time with our friends. I so, don't think uh, she listens to the podcast. She does. She told me she does. Anyway, oh. um, thank you for the table topics. We're going to have some fun with them right now with the listeners of this beloved podcast. So, Hi, Bert. And I would also say we have had very fun nights answering some of these. So, No, these are a delight. Listen. Yeah. They've been a savior. Too. I'm alarmed that my mother-in-law listens to the podcast. That is brand new information. <laughs> um, who else here's mother-in-law listens to the podcast? I don't think that mine does. I don't think she does. I don't think mine does. My mom well, listens. So your mother-in-law definitely listens. Oh, yeah. Hi, Linda. Hey, Linda. <laughs> hey, Linda. Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn. All right. Hope so you're listening. Now we've now we've greeted all the moms. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull one of these cards out. That dad, I, Dad, you tuning in? Hey, Dad. Oh, I, <laughs> people of the world, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Good time. All right, all right, and here I am. I'm shuffling the deck of table topics very generously gifted to us. That's a drum roll, and also me gargling. <laughs> Oh, this one will be fun. <laughs> What's the highlight and low light of your year so far? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. We're going to keep it brief and bounce it yeah, to do that. Dive right in. All right. Highlight of my year has been uh, successfully transitioning into private practice and leaving my, uh, my old gig. That's the highlight. That's been a delight. Uh, the low light of my year so far has been the year itself. 
and I don't know. I think maybe the low light has been um oh golly, there's been a lot. You know, I I'm I'm gonna go topical. Um I it hit me a lot harder than I thought it would when I saw that Bernie suspended his campaign. That kicked my ass and I haven't really been able to like get over it because I know what that means and like there's been a lot of shitty stuff happening, but I feel like it's ornamental of a lot of other things and it makes me really sad. So Yeah. Gene Boehner? Oh, maybe I should go last. <laughs> oh, oh, are you going to be hard to follow? <laughs> I might be, potentially. Okay. Anybody else want to step up to the plate? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think about, like, what has happened this year versus <laughs> last year. I'm like, when was that exactly? Um, half, of the, half of this year, we've been living in a walk-in closet, essentially. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it last year was, like, 10 years ago, so it's hard to remember. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I, I'd say that, like, I don't know. I, recording this podcast is always a highlight. I find it incredibly fun and um, I don't know. I always look forward to it. So I think, and, and also just like the pride that I feel in it, even though, you know, we we've talked about this, we definitely want to do more and better at it, but I think that just doing it is something that I always look forward to. Um, yeah. Cheers. Like you know, I think it's going to be the same. I think lows are just. <laughs> I mean, it's anybody. <laughs> yeah, the year itself. I think you put it nicely. The year itself is kind of a low light. Oh yeah. What about you, Steph? I think the, my highlight to riding the rails up to LA before all this shit happened. Mm-hmm. That was a highlight with you guys, and then the other week, and that we rolled up for Melody's art thing and my the low is uh treat the passing of tracy hayes the one most beautiful soul in the world that was that's been the biggest bummer so far this year even everything else yeah you know? so sucks she's not here yeah really really hard time to like suffer a loss like it's never easy but amid so much other bullshit it's yeah Oh. Yes. Hey, <laughs> oh, did you go, go? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. I did. Uh, yeah, it's my turn. Okay. Um, low light of the year. I'll just skip it. You know what it is. Mm. You referenced it. It's just this entire year itself that it exists and behaved the way it did. Highlight of the year, though. My highlight of the year was going with my friends, as Johnson just mentioned. Uh, up to LA and we stopped in at Disneyland for a little birthday celebration. I'm not like a a huge Disney person, but I have a lot what? of fun in Disneyland when I go with the right people, which was this crew and our friends Max and Bronwyn and we had a fantastic time. But mm-hmm. a thing happened on that trip, which is that I I overcame um <laughs> a, a a dramatic experience in my life that had happened when I oh. Disneyland. <laughs> I forgot, yes, totally. That's a pretty good. In my youth, uh, for listeners that haven't heard this story, when I was 23, I went to Disneyland with my brother and my now sister-in-law, who had just started dating my brother, and it was the first time I met her. Um, and we went early in the morning so we could ride all the rides, without a line, and we went on Big Thunder Mountain. And ride. I, it, it's a great ride, <laughs> but I, I, I had an issue with it after this day because... 
I got a bad feeling on the ride that something was going to happen and specifically something bad was going to happen to me. And I was in the car all by myself behind my brother and sister-in-law. I was just like having this weird anxiety attack the whole time, which isn't something I get regularly. And then we got off the ride and then the next car that went on big thunder mountain crashed. And I know we're going to probably lose our Disney sponsorship because I'm bringing this up, but it crashed and a guy, my same age, uh, very tragically passed away. And since that day, I swear I would never ever ride big thunder mountain again, but through the urging and, and the warm hearts of my friends, when we went on this recent trip to LA and went to Disneyland, um, they convinced me to, to be brave and, and to ride Thunder Mountain again. And, and I got my mojo back and I went on the ride with them and it was so fun. <laughs> I had a blast. And so that was, yeah. that was probably the highlight of my 2020 <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah. And I think that we were also proud that you did that. Like, I think we might've had like a cheers and, Oh, I totally did. Yeah, that was... Max tracked him down at the Polynesian Village, where the fuck we were having uh, Mai Tais, and he gave me a goddamn pin. Yeah, my very sweet, our very sweet friends got me a a pin to commemorate the occasion, a big Thunder Mountain pin that I wear in my jacket every day now, along with the pin for Max's Sardine Bar, Oslo Sardine Bar, our other sponsor, if I can plug them real quick. And then I just (laughs) have a pin that says the word no on it, which was inspired by my favorite actor, Michael Shannon wearing the same pin. So if you see me on the street, you see those three pins. It's me. It's Jamie. Uh, please, <laughs> Michael Shannon. Please feel free to say hi once the social distancing is over. Otherwise, like, I, my thing's 20 feet, not even six feet. But yeah, just come say hi to me later when it's over. You'll see the pins. <laughs> and we can post photos of them also. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, his pins? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Like to give us a question from the book? Oh, sure. Let's see. Let's see if there's a good one. Um, Okay, here's one. Your favorite hiding place. Hmm. No, I don't know what that means exactly. So take that as you will. Um, I can start if if you want to. Please. If you have an answer, that would be good. If I have an answer, that would be good. (laughs) If you can answer this one. Um, I've always been um, a person who would just like try to find a small weird space that I could call my own, no matter how like small it was. Like when I was a little, little kid, I would like crawl into cupboards and I would like climb cupboards and like move things around so I could, my mom has a picture of me actually like hiding in a cupboard. Like I've made like a little enclosure environment for myself, like in (laughs) it's like a built-in cupboard but I really like like small confined spaces and I think that that's why my favorite 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 thing ever to relax is a hammock especially the kind the big ones that you can wrap around yourself and you can just like stay away from the world and you're just swinging in between two trees and like people usually know stay away from people who are relaxing in hammocks so that's like my favorite like go-to let this alone tone. you you fucking heathen never talk to someone who's in a hammock if this yeah, is exactly for the first time you should have learned this years ago but if it's against hammock etiquette <laughs> yeah and if you don't know hammock etiquette there's nothing i can tell you to help you exactly because they must die yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you should cease living because of your ignorance. Yeah, but so Steph bought me a hammock for, oh, I don't know, was it a birthday or Christmas or what? Christmas, I think. Yeah, so we went to Hawaii for the first time last year and brought it with us. And it was one of my favorite things on that trip, just relaxing in a hammock. So, yeah, I feel like a hammock is a hiding place. That's a good place yeah. to hide. That works. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. What about you? Uh, my favorite hiding place. So professionally speaking, I used to have a favorite hiding place that we don't have anymore. So longtime listeners will remember that Lily and I worked together. Uh, there used to be a room in the back of our office, which is one of those, our office is one of those like open office space where like nobody has their own office except for a couple of people. We're all stuck in like one big room. It's hell. It was like a big trend uh, for kids in the future. A couple hundred years from now listening to this, this, this was the way things were back then. Um, we just had these horrible open office floor plans. and um, But we had a few rooms in the back that are closed off from everyone. But they had glass on the doors so you could see through the rooms, except for one room. had a traditional door with no glass in it, and it was the only one that locked. And for a while, we had some weird random outdoor furniture and, like, a big couch in there. I don't remember why we did, but we had it. So you yeah. could go to this room... And if you're having a stressful day, you could like lay down in there and like have a panic attack or just like <laughs> take a nap if you were tired or just like meditate on some shit and not be around a bunch of people just buzzing around you talking about bullshit. And it was great. Um, and then they moved the furniture out of there and now it's just like a junk room. So it sucks. So that was professionally speaking, my favorite hiding place. I'm sorry, I'm I'm really still in love with the phrase. You know, you could just lay down and have a panic attack. (laughs) Like like one does when they have a panic attack. Me, I like to lie down. Well, you could also pace around the small room (laughs) like a rat in the cage just freaking out, which I've done both. (laughs) Start clawing at the furniture. Sometimes you just want to be by yourself in a... Yeah, fucking panic. Yeah, you could lay on the floor. You didn't even need to take advantage of the couch really. Um, but publicly speaking, my favorite hiding spot, and I'll admit something now, unless my insurance company's listening in case they are, it's just a <laughs> metaphor. Um, I, I know it's a bad habit, but cigarette smoking, I think is actually sort of a hiding spot where like you're yeah. at a party or a social gathering where you just, or even you're at work and you just don't want to be in that room with everyone. Yeah. If you smoke, you have the excuse to always like leave and go out on the street or in the backyard or whatever and, and get away from it. So yeah. I, I think of that as like a safety place or like a hiding place. I, I know it's a habit I'm trying to cut down on. Again, this is a metaphor if my insurance company is listening, but um, that's, <laughs> I, I think it's kind of a hiding place that works. Oh, you, totally. In sight, like it, it, it's comforting. You get you get a break from people. Yeah. No, that's really accurate. I, I, I've not really ever heard smoking described that way, but it is kind of that. It's like a, a moment of pause, but it's also something that you're doing that is like, an action that you're doing and it has like a limited amount of time. So it definitely has that sort of like, I don't know, just like self-reflective piece to it where it's just like, okay, I'm just going to go here, sit with myself, do this thing for this amount of time and like just re reset. Yeah. It's a good one. And you can even bring a few people into it. It can be a very nice solitary hiding spot, but you can always grab a couple people and be like, Hey, let's, let's all take a break and do this together so yeah that's my my favorite hiding spot i like it mm-hmm. it's a good one Steph, what about you me uh well 
I guess um, my favorite hiding spot would be a very dark, quiet bar, but they're really hard to come by. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You're one of those people who definitely loves, um, like, a solo drink at a dark bar. Like. It's nice and calm. Yeah. I'm with you. I have to get out of the house to relax, to be honest, so I, c- I don't have any hiding places here. Yeah. Besides bed, and I just have to pass out to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I agree with the solo in a dark bar where no one knows you kind of a thing. There's something really beautiful about like anonymity. Like, and there's something Mm -hmm. really, really refreshing about making the choice to not see or be around anyone who knows you. Um, My favorite hiding space has been um, being a woman over the age of 35. No, it's kind of true, though. It's a joke, but it's also true because I don't get the same kind of attention that I used to, and nothing has made me happier. Like, honestly, it's like um, I don't feel threatened the way that I did before. Like, I don't – I mean, I still do, but, like, it's different. Like, I feel like the older I get, there is a kind of, like, anonymity, to use that. Like, I don't – like, I don't feel like, who's that lady? You know what I mean? I'm just kind of like, I don't know. could have been anybody. Somebody's mom, maybe. Like, I don't, like, I feel like. Um, well, I totally, I totally get that. There is definitely a shift, like, after a certain age as a woman where you just don't feel the weight of, well, okay. I was, I was going to say people, but like mostly men, um, mm-hmm. their eyes on you and their attention on you. You just don't feel it as much anymore, and it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a good one. And then um, if, if I'm, like, you know, not being too, like, you know, highfalutin about it, um, I like a closet. I feel like at every house I've ever lived in in my life, I've had some kind of uh, anxiety attack of my own in a closet. Like, <laughs> closets are where I tend to go to when I'm just like, ah, like, where and then, like, your closet is just such a safe place. Like, close the door, sit on the floor. Like, it just, there's a, there's a solace being there amongst all of my crap. Yeah, totally. I feel that. I, I have to interject. I started laughing while Danielle was talking. I didn't mean to be disrespectful, but I, I just got... How fucking dare you? <laughs> you know, I, I'm hilarious because I'm, I'm the only, like, you know straight white guy on this on this podcast episode and i was thinking when you were like talking about the uh sort of welcome and visibility that you feel that like most dudes would be like wait what people stop looking at you when you turn 35 or older like you, you mean all all of these women aren't even noticing me and they think i'm old like what what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> or they don't want you to pay attention to them my attention is unwanted. What? That, yeah, well, yeah, that's a soul. <laughs> I was just laughing at like men of the same age being like, wait, people stop paying attention to us when we get older. Oh my God, I didn't even think about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to go. Uh, ahead anyway, and uh, another card. Hello, you can delete that. I, I feel like I came across <laughs> that. You can have done better. Out. I had a joke in mind and it, it, it went flat. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's a fun one. It's a fun one. I'm going to let you have it and start it off because I think you'd be good at it. Uh, which religion do you hate the most? Okay, no, no, no. Oh, 
No, I was gonna say, no, really? You think that's a fun question? Cool. No. Republicans. Uh. I'm like, we'll get mail, hate mail. It'll happen. Uh, no, the, the table topic is, what would you say in your Oscar speech? Um, also, I just, I really like the idea of table topics having the question, which religion do you most <laughs> <laughs> sitting with me right now and i'm finding it like super oh well i ask that in every job interview any candidate comes in that's my my first question it's a thinker you well know? do you want to know what you're winning well what are you winning the oscar for first of all yeah you tell me all right so you're winning well what do you want to win the oscar what would you like to win an oscar <laughs> for the biggest balls of them all <laughs> I mean, I guess that's essentially the Oscars, right? <laughs> oh. That's the director category. <laughs> Do I have to feel this one first? Sorry. Do you, yeah, no, you guys decide, what did I just win an Oscar for? You tell me. Um, I don't know. what. I think that I like the question, what would you most like to win an Oscar for? Here we go. That might be a little better. <laughs> I like you guys deciding what I should win an Oscar for, and then I have to make a speech up on the spot. And okay, then you okay, guys... Okay. Don't be- you, you gals, sorry, I'm, I'm just fucking this up. Paolo, can you edit out of everything that I'm saying? <laughs> Paolo, strike Jamie from the record. Yeah, I, I, just replace me with the voice of Gilbert Gottfried saying funny things. Um, I'm going to go with, for Jamie, Lifetime Achievement. You won an honorary Oscar for Lifetime Achievement. All right, so uh, what I would say in my Oscar speech for Lifetime Achievement would be uh, you know, I spent a lot of time telling everybody what was exactly right, and no one listened. And now, finally, it's an honor, I guess, to be recognized for the fact that you all should have listened to the shit I was trying to tell you a long time ago. I like it. Um, now, I guess it's never too late. So Perfect. Uh, I still have opinions, so this doesn't have to stop tonight. Keep it up. And thank you to the Academy. Um, also, I almost just spit my line out because I realized I did an Oscar speech from you, probably nightly, if that's the case. Yeah, actually, I should have a better answer because I'm always practicing this with Danielle. <laughs> it's more, I mean, you're practicing it. I think I just never knew it was your Oscar speech. It's like, I've been saying this shit all along. <laughs> you take me up on this. And I just want you to know I'm going to be here. I'll keep being here with this information should you want it. <laughs> It's my Oscar speech and my daily affirmation. <laughs> Wait, so your Oscar speech is basically like, hey, I've been saying all this stuff in my work for so long and none of you people have really been listening, but finally you're paying attention and like, so you're welcome. Everybody wants to say in that Lifetime Achievement Award. It's like, yeah, yeah fuckers. Like, <laughs> I've been here all along. I've been being awesome. Thanks for noticing. I don't know what you achieved, yeah, that you've been alive. <laughs> well, I brought a lot of smiles to a lot of faces, Steph. There you go. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's a good canned line. Um, Guess <laughs> who's not getting painted in the Oscar speech? <laughs> well, everybody forgets to thank their spouse, right? Mm. <laughs> In Oscar speeches and just in life sometimes. <laughs> in life every day, you mean. Hashtag <laughs> COVID living. Um, so, Lily, Oscar yeah. speech. 
I mean, okay. I, I won't really... Yeah, I don't know. I would like to win an Oscar. If I was going to win an Oscar, it would definitely be more in the writing realm or editing realm because who wants to be in front of the camera? Not me. Um, so it would be for that. And I would definitely keep it short and sweet. I don't like it when people like go through the list of their agents and stuff and you're like, yeah, guess what? I understand that you have a team of people who are very, very important to you and keep you running basically, because you are, a, you are in and of yourself a business. And so like, of course you want to uh, honor the people who keep that business going, but everybody else is just like, please shut up. I don't know who any of these yeah. people are. Please stop talking. So keep it short and sweet and just be like, I don't know, write something fun and interesting. And yeah, I would take time to, I don't know, make something that was relevant to the time period that had something to do with what I was winning the Oscar for in the first place. I hate it when people don't reference the like, yeah, I'm with you. Actual work. Place. Like give grounded, grounded in something and work. I agree with that. I like that too. I like when they like tie it back together to like whatever the achievement is for, like somehow to the work. Right. So yeah. Johnson, what are you winning an Oscar for? Wow. Um, I don't. um, It's an honor just to be nominated. (laughs) (laughs) Would you think it would be for like acting or for music? (gasps) What if it was music? It'd be more for music than acting because I don't know how to act. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, whoa. Slow your roll with the over articulation. I would have to be for music because I don't know how to act. (laughs) <laughs> I've been around my wife too long and I usually mumble so <laughs> alright so say you win for like best original song I would like to thank the academy <laughs> Otto Lola Catboy Fiona for being there for me and nurturing me into this awesome bass player and my wife thank you very much oh that's good that's sweet awesome. I like that it's past and present (laughs) (laughs) well i thought it was like i was like oh she's like thinking like the a cat of me oh (laughs) yeah there it is (laughs) (laughs) i'm picturing you holding your cats while you're getting the award which is awesome (laughs) um steph does speak cat even to dogs she meows at them so i think yeah your your speech could just be your meow talk (laughs) meow They're like, oh my God, what is she saying? She's like, the cats get it. Meow out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Danielle, that means it's your turn. (laughs) The sound of the meow means it's your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I'd like to win. So this is a two-parter, right? I get to tell you what I want to win for, and then I get to pretend I I won. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Andy. Um, okay, so I'd like to win. I'd really love to win for like a documentary feature and like just mm, yeah, yeah. political and then like have a fucking baller speech and like a baller dress and like all of it just be completely political in nature and just get really, really rowdy and be the person that like James Wood is, is tweeting about that night, like that miserable bitch, blah, 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 like all of it, make the conservatives so angry and just pissed mm-hmm. off and like make Susan Sarandon stand up and like, you know, she does like 
walk out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. I I think, I mean, if you're going to do an Oscar speech, I like the people. I've always enjoyed people who are really kind of uh, divisive and like, I mean, when they're on my team, of course. Um, But like, I like when people get like heated and political and I get to be like, yes, they use their time for a platform. Yeah, and I, I enjoy that, and I think I'd like that, and I think there's no better place to do that than if you've made a fucking documentary. No, totally. Yeah, that's rad. And I like that they still have those at the Oscars. You like they they still do the documentary like the award show proper, right? They don't do it to the one. They don't push it into the one that's not televised. Yeah, they still do documentary. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to, I think we always talk about this, but we need to always like, um, track down how to watch all of them. Yeah. I know. Or the award shows. Cause the documentaries are like the one that I'm always just like, I didn't, I don't have like my, Oh, it's not ever on my radar. Like I'm never really following documentaries, but then like award season comes around. I'm like, Oh my God, all of these look amazing. And why haven't we, been watching can we watch the short stories now can we get them on the last year's oscars on the tv yeah we'll, we'll check it out yeah because we wanted to see those the theaters do like the the like collection of shorts yeah do a day where they do like all of the if they ever do that again okay watch it on tv <laughs> yeah, fun. The, um, don't be a negative nose for out Negative Nancy, negative Nancy here. Uh, what's our next question? Oh, God. Can I, can I share some of my favorite things about Oscar speeches? and pet Yes, speech? please. Because a lot of that came out in your responses, and I forgot to mention some of mine. Uh, <laughs> please. I 100% agree pet peeve, Oscar speeches. I know people love thanking their team. Like, uh, my agent, listen, we all don't give a fuck about that. And, like... I don't mean, okay, any listeners out there that are agents, managers of stars and celebrities, it's a thankless task. X on the agent debashing. No, respect. Respect to you and your profession. It's a thankless task. Hey, look, if there's there's an agent listening right now, um, we're thrilled. Yeah. (laughs) But that's this. We're, We're thrilled with your work. We love you. But listen, like, you work for assholes. You know this. And, like, that's the only time of the year that they thank you. Uh, yeah. Like they won an Oscar and you're getting paid, but like no one in the world wants to hear about the team. We don't care. But, but conversely, one of my favorite things that Oscar winners do is when they thank the crews that work on the films, when they're like, yeah. the crew on this movie was fucking amazing. The grips, the electricians, everyone like that built the sets, the set designers, the costume designers, like, it's not just about the cast. It's not just the director. Like, I love it when they thank the whole crew. Even though they can't name everyone, they're just like, I can't name everyone. They're playing me off like the crew of this movie. That always warms my heart. I agree with you, and I really love that. And then I was just thinking, like, okay, well, maybe they're thinking, like, certain members of their team just to, like, get those people's names out there because then people are, like, researching, like, who is this amazing agent or whatever. And I'm like, but guess what? You can, like, champion them on your own time. <laughs> And, like, support their career and further their career. But, yes, I agree with just, like, reminding people that, like, hey, it's not just, like, the 
the glamour and the front of house people that you see. It's like, there's so many people behind the scenes and like, and calling that out is a good thing for sure. I always think with the team stuff, like the agents and everything, again, agents, we love you. Um, they have to thank him because it's like they know where the bodies are buried. It's like, yeah. hey, Oscar, you better thank me or I'm going to tell you. Get me more jobs, please. At Desert in Vegas, I saved the longitude and latitude. I can get you arrested tomorrow. And they're like, by the way, I love my team. My team, I could not do it without you. Let me name all of them right now. <laughs> you know all of my weird fetishes, so please don't tell anyone. And my two gram of Coke, uh, two gram of day Cokes. Have it. No By the way, it's going to be an eight gram night because I just won the. <laughs> We're going to need two 18 balls for this one. Oh, all right. <laughs> so three three kilos for tonight. <laughs> three kilos? <laughs> yes, next, okay, next, next. Next combo. Agents are great. Next topic. Your most treasured photograph. Ooh. <laughs> We're all thinking. We've got our thinking faces on. Oh, that's that's interesting. Uh, so should we do like a hard copy? Like produce one right now? <laughs> I want everyone to stop. <laughs> and um No, I was I was thinking the same thing because I was like, well, I have a, a selfie of myself in a bandana from recently that I'm really <laughs> photograph or yeah, does it is it like a printed photo that like exists in hard copy, or is it like just a photo that was taken that you love? Yeah, your most treasured photo that you love. <laughs> I, I don't know, hard copy or otherwise. Okay, wow, that's hard because I take a different subject. Yeah, okay, we can sure. I mean, Our, we did say we can vote up or up or down. On, I mean, it's on these know. topics. It's a good question. It's a thinker. It is a thing. Maybe we can circle back. Don't you guys talk about that when you're doing work? Circle yeah. back. To okay. That. Well. Okay. 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 What about, what about instead of specific photo? What about genre of photo? Like, but from your life. So selfie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like this question even less. <laughs> Fine. I'll skip. <laughs> talk amongst yourselves I might have to find a new I gotta get the blue yeah. I need another cocktail um, I'm trying to think about photos I really feel like I I have some printed ones that I don't think we have the negative score and it's so crazy now that everything is digital that we can so easily print things. Do you know what I mean? Or, and like, they're there. They're just saved if you have it on a hard drive or a laptop. But like so many of those like, you know, old printed photographs that uh, from my childhood are like, those negatives are like long gone. And like all I have are, yeah. that's such an, that it's just conceptually when you think about that, it's really mind blowing compared to like how we take photos now and the way that we, interact with photos we take so many photos so oh, many ridiculous. yeah back in the film days you know what i mean like you only had so many you had to drive your ass to drop it off you had to wait a week week and a half go drive over there to the little photo shack pick it up finally see what you took pictures of and have them <laughs> were jacked up because you had a little instagram camera and you can't really see shit and then yeah 
And I'm like, I'm right in between that like millennial Gen X generation. So I remember going to weddings right before the smartphone became a thing. And um, remember, I know you've all been to weddings where there was a disposable camera on the table. Mm-hmm. And it was like, take photos. And like, that was kind of the thing. And then I went to a wedding pretty recently and they did that. And I was like, oh, that's an awesome thing to bring back just because it's so rare. Are you okay? <laughs> Is that onion again? I, I had the same thought. No. I can't talk right now. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> no, I um I got greedy when I was refilling my wine and I went for the dark chocolate and I almost choked on a piece of <laughs> Fine now though. Don't worry, listeners at home. Jamie has his Reese's eggs, so Oh, those are for Easter. I, I have an Easter brunch. Oh, I know that you like the egg the eggs are your favorite, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So when I was out I got him a pack of the eggs and some, she's sweet and wonderful. some stuff for Easter brunch some champagne and the whatnot. Can you believe it's going to be Easter? No, no. it's crazy. Yeah, it's been whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, can <laughs> I go back to talked about? Can I go back to questions? Please, please. Okay. I'm changing the question because we all didn't like favorite photographs. Whatever. It's better. Okay. This one, it says your worst experience on an airplane, but I'm going to say worst and best. Okay. All right. So I I can start if unless somebody else wants to start. It's you. Okay. So my worst experience on an airplane. Uh, (laughs) I was going to New York and I was going to be there for a while. I wasn't really used to um, long airplane travel. Um, and my family Sorry. was like seeing me off, um, because, you know, I was going to be there for a while. So we all had like this big Italian dinner the night before, or actually the night of, it was like, the, like I was going to the airport that night and we had this dinner, whatever. So we went to this, um, restaurant that I'm sorry. I have, I have to tell you why. I have to tell you why. Because, because, because you're telling me. You're trying to tell this story. <laughs> I think Johnson decided at that moment she was going to test her acting chops to see if maybe she could be eligible for an Academy Award. But she turned to you in side profile and did it. I'm not even kidding. Like, it was almost like a Godfather impersonation. Like, she was, like, nodding, like, with a deep, like, enthusiasm, but s- almost, like, in slow motion. Um, and I... <laughs> I looked at her and thought she was doing it in sincerity, and then I realized she saw me see her, and then I, I don't know uh, what happened, but then I got the giggles. Did you mean to do that, or were you? <laughs> I don't know. It just it just kind of happened. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Lily. <laughs> I think we need to put this one on YouTube. This needs to be a visual experience, to be honest. <laughs> Can see it's looking bad. I'm sorry. I got the giggles. Uh, the giggles were had. Uh, shall we return yeah, to the Yeah, I want to hear where this airplane starts go. Ladies and gentlemen. An Italian dinner, a big Italian dinner, and you were going on before. No go. And that's all we and then that's all. No nope. Lily? Are we bad? Not bad. No. Okay. I I have to know how it ends. Now we have to know how it ends. 
Come on, Lily. Italian dinner. Okay. I'm scared you're going to talk about food poisoning, which is one of my fears. That's why I want to know. Yeah, because it's one of my greatest fears for flying is that I get food poisoning. When you open with, I had Italian dinner the night before, I'm getting nervous. Mm. No, it's not. So there I was with my Italian dinner. In the throes of food poisoning. <laughs> um, I've never had food poisoning on an airplane, but it's one of my greatest fears. I I worry about it. Yeah, you never want to get sick on the airplane. So you probably shouldn't eat 7-Eleven egg salad sandwiches the day before you That's one instance where I would recommend avoiding. Yeah, maybe. Seems a little high like, Who knows? I've eaten some airplane food that, or air, airport food that was so questionable. Yeah. Well, it can be. Um, best and worst experiences on an airplane. I can't remember my worst one. Maybe I blocked it out. <laughs> I was going to say, Jesus. I oh, wait. No, I remember. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, one of our many sponsors, Spirit Airlines. We love you. Uh, so my worst experience on an airplane was on Spirit Airlines. Because the airplane... Over the course of the journey, well, anyone who's familiar with Spirit Airlines will know that it's not a lot of perks offered in that booking. Uh, there's no refreshments. There's no food. There's no, I think you have to pay more if you bring any form of luggage, check or carry on. Uh, if that's not accurate, don't sue me, Spirit. I don't remember how you work. Uh, but it seems we, pretty accurate. It was pretty shitty. Yeah. And, and the flight we had. If you know, yeah, Johnson, you've experienced it. Like, we were flying home from Las Vegas, and they didn't even have, like, okay, so hair of the dog, right? You're flying home from Vegas. You'd like a nice drink. They didn't have any alcoholic beverages. They didn't have any food. They didn't even have bottles of water. They're like, there's no water on this flight. You're fucking lucky we're even taking off. So, spirit, take off. There's no, no, there's no provisions. There's no nothing. And then the, the airplane is so old that it's just sort of like, like pieces are breaking off as we're, Making well, like the 90-minute flight back to San Diego. Pieces aren't breaking off, but it's so poorly engineered that literally, like, we, we hit terrible turbulence flying over, like, what was it, Denver? And then, like, all of a sudden, uh, bags were flying out of the overhead compartment. That's true, yeah. So pieces weren't flying off. That was an exaggeration. But bags flew out. Yeah. And then right before, when we finally got to San Diego, we almost landed. The plane was just doing, like, it was so crazy... Scary. Crazy, like I was just like we're we're gonna crash. Yeah. They landed it to their credit, but that was my worst experience on a plane. But you were coming up with some really good slogans for Spirit, keeping me entertained. My favorite one that I remember is um, Spirit Airlines. You'll live to regret it if you live. Yeah, I still <laughs> judge them. <laughs> yeah, and then best airline experience was uh, a really random weird thing that happened to me when I was living in New York City. I was meeting my family for a vacation in Mazatlan, Mexico. So they were all flying out from the West Coast. I was living in New York. I had to make a connecting flight in Detroit to go down to Mazatlan. And this was on Continental before United bought them out. So I got to the airport in Detroit and went to the terminal, and nobody was there except the, the terminal agent. And I checked in with her, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm here for this flight to Mazatlan, Mexico. Are we still going? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, just sit down. Um, we'll let you know what's going on. 
So I sit down for like 15 minutes and then it's boarding time. And she says, would Mr. Jamie Boehner please approach the uh, ticket counter? Nice sound effects. <laughs> so I go over there and I'm like, so flight's canceled, right? It looks like no one's here. And she says, no, actually, um, we have to get this plane and this flight crew to Mazatlan. You're the only passenger that checked in for this flight. So you're going to Mazatlan with our crew. And okay. then you got the whole plane to yourself. So I flew with this continental flight crew down to Mazatlan in an airplane by myself. So I got to sit in first class, get all the treatments, all the first class food the and drink. treatments, you say? The treatments were a, a flight crew being like, I guess you want the shit that people in first class usually get and pay for. And I said, yes. And they gave it to me. And then they said, we're going to go to sleep. You do whatever the fuck you want, but don't bother us until we landed Mazatlan. So I did it, but it was really great. It was crazy. It was interesting. I had the whole plane to myself. And after a while, like you start doing weird stuff. Like I walked up and down the aisles. I tried out like shitty seats and then went back to first class. I was like, oh yeah, first class is definitely better. But it was weird. It was like a Stephen King movie, like just me on this plane alone. But it was awesome. So that was my best airplane experience. Nice. That's cute. That sounds... <laughs> kind of neat and creepy. Yeah. yeah, it was neat and creepy, exactly. As all life experiences should be. Neat and creepy. Okay, I want to hear the end of the Italian dinner story. Uh, I think we might be approaching time, no? <laughs> oh, come on, Jesus. I don't know. I think So there like you are, you're throwing up meatballs, you're getting <laughs> fights with the flight attendants, everyone's riled up what happens next, like. No, it's really, I don't. I really don't want to tell the rest of this story. It's one of those like the moment past situations. I sincerely apologize. Okay. For that. No, it's fine. It's I don't have a good or a bad uh, plane experience. I can't. I've all been just fine. If you're ambivalent about plane travel in general. Yeah, just like let's get this over with and. <laughs> off this plane and get to our next destination. I like it. Pragmatic, yeah. stoic. I like it. You got it. Okay. I've never been first class. Maybe if I flew first class, Jamie Vayner, I might have something to talk about. <laughs> but it's just like a plane travel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not actually supposed to talk about it with people that haven't flown first class. But... <laughs> it was one of the first class. There you go. Uh, and, and any party words? <coughs> we have another subject. A I quickie. Mean, we're close-ish to time. I haven't really been tracking it, but I mean, we still we have more time. If there's anyone even listening at this point, um, but if you're <laughs> or, um, good for you, also check your pulse. Um, okay, so do we want to do another question? Do we want to? Yes. A quick one? Quick question. Do a quick let's see. Do you find a quick one? I don't mind. I never mind a quickie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um maybe everybody can get off. Have a good time. Do you want to draw from your from your book? I think ours is a little more in uh labor intensive. All right. I'm shuffling the deck. Jamie Boehner, please choose a card. Okay. Any card will win. Um answer. Just a, a question you'd enjoy answering is the only criteria. <laughs> I know what the fuck that means. Uh, sorry, shuffling quickly. Um, listeners, 
Think about questions that you love while this is happening. So basically, guys, if you just imagine that you're a couple glasses of wine deep, you're sitting at a table with Jamie and he's going through damn near every card in the deck, you've played table topics with Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> he finds the right one. Has to be just the right one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, is this good? Did you find one? Oh, I like that question. All right, All right listeners, the question is, if you had an unlimited budget and one hour to shop, where would you go and what would you buy? Crew, where would you shop and what would you buy? You have an hour, any store, money is not an option. Money is uh, not a concern. What's the... Oh, oh, it's not an option for us. You got money. I was going to start with the RV, but like unlimited money. I can go bigger. Yeah. Like, I can do islands. No, 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 no. A store. At the Arby's a store. Arby's? <laughs> you go to Arby's, they got the meats. You can go to an RV lot and Arby. get as many Arby's as you want. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I mean, where, I, I, a hotel store, I'm going to buy all the hotels. So is it is it a store store or is it like conceptually you can go any place that is allowing you to make a transaction? What well, is... the table topic said a store store. Okay, so yeah. a store. like a store. Okay, it's retail. Let's let's put some swim lanes on this. <laughs> yeah, because I got out of, out of line real quick. I got, I'm going to buy line. 500 yachts, a few RVs. We're, we're almost at time. Your favorite shop, mall, store, chain store, whatever. This is like the most capitalistic, like wet dream, and I love it. So if I could like go to any <laughs> well, Bernie's out of the race, so we might as well just <laughs> lean into it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, okay, all right. Um, I would like, and I have no shame in this answer. I mean, I do, I I do, but yeah, we're I, unpacking shame. Like, go with it. I would love to go to like Bloomingdale's. I would love to spend an hour and just have all the money and be like to have like a true stylist come and like measure my body and be like, these are the cuts that would look good on you. And like, have you tried this? And like, try that on. And also like, go to the makeup counter. See, they try to upsell me. See, in my mind's eye, they're all be like, um, Your benevolent. budget is unlimited. But they're, I want them to be benevolent and really like invested in my well-being, but they're just going to upsell me. <laughs> Even in my fantasy, I'm already worried about being screwed out of my unlimited money. <laughs> I'm just like, I feel like they're upselling me in this fantasy. <laughs> you no, can't I mean, it in this fantasy. So you know how, like, you talk about, like, how there are certain clothes or whatever, or things that are made to last and, like, really well-made things. So I would go to a store that knows how to fucking make things that will last, like, centuries. <laughs> and... Yeah, I mean, it would probably be clothing because I really enjoy that. But a lot of just like, I would find my favorite designer. I would do a lot of research and find like a designer that fits my aesthetic that I think is going to be my aesthetic forever. And then just buy all of the really well-tailored, well-made things that they can possibly make. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of what I had in mind with like the Bloomingdale's thing, right? It's just yeah. like, Go in, like, find things that, like, work for you, that are quality, buy them, buy some good solid pieces. You know what I mean? Like, buy, like, a nice winter wool coat. Like, you are like you know what I mean? Like, that I'll have forever. A pair of great right. black boots that are, like, timely. You know, like, quality items. Yeah. 
I'm here for this. I want us to have all the money so we can go in and get all of our important items that we need. <laughs> like winter wool coats was my experience. We live in San Diego. Example was, you know, that winter wool coat that I so desperately need. Hey, it hailed a couple weeks. Cold out. You need it for today. Got hail, we got earthquakes. Cut to me in like a like a mink stole. <laughs> you need a mink stole for that hail in San Diego. I would, we do. I would never. Vayner, what's yours? What's mine? Yeah. Oh. Hollister, baby. No, 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 no. no. Sorry. No, no, no. Get no. it out without laughing. <laughs> ladies, ladies, please. You know I'm going to the liquor store. I'm buying all the top shelf stock <laughs> and then all their supply of questionable egg salad and tuna salad sandwiches, and I'm going to have myself a party. Top <laughs> and bottom shelf. Well, no, that's smart, though, for at least the liquor side of things. When you have unlimited money, I, I think you want to buy, like, non-perishables, right? Like, anything that's going to stand the test of time and last for a really long time, liquor, one of them. So, yeah, if you could just buy, like, a lot of, like, cases and cases of really expensive champagne, would be amazing. And then you could build this beautiful bar that has, like, bullshit that no one even ever needs. Like, oh... See that triple sec on my bar? That's a triple sec you can't buy anywhere. That's like that Top Chef triple sec. <laughs> <laughs> Not only would you have like the best uh, whiskey sorry, and, like and a- gin and, and tequila, but it'd be like, oh, even the triple sec is like, that's a very rare edition. That's a 15. Top of the top shelf. I, I just also like the idea of it being a rap song. So I thought you said Top Chef. And it was like, I top. did because I, I, it's been a long it's been a long week, folks. The COVID, I know I'm not supposed to talk about it, but I'm exhausted. It's like top I can't talk. Chef. Top triple chef, set. top chef, triple set. <laughs> yeah. The only one ever made. Canned sardines, saltines, top chef. <laughs> Living on it. Excellent. Miss Johnson, what about you? I'm still going to the RV superstore. Yeah, biggest motherfucker RV. I'm gonna have my goddamn jacuzzi. I'm gonna park that thing on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Have you gone to the part in uh, uh, high? I mean, high maintenance. I know. I almost said high fidelity because high maintenance and high fidelity. I keep like mine. Anyway, uh, the RV. I'll just say that so there are no spoilers. No, not yet. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Uh, by the way, HBO, if you're listening, uh, we'd love you to sponsor the show. We love high maintenance. We love every HBO show. HBO. We don't love every HBO show. HBO, we love you. <laughs> HBO, I know you want me to push back a little. Reminder, Paolo, I just sub me out with Gilbert Gottfried's voice. <laughs> I'm saying anything, anything at all. So I, I'll throw out like one last um, like fun question for us to do as we wrap up and say goodbye. Um, so something I've been telling my clients to do and something I've been trying to do myself is uh, notice when I'm smiling, notice when I'm laughing, notice if something makes me happy because those are, those are joy moments right now. And when we go back to reality, like, you might not realize that like maybe it's making dinner with a glass of wine and listening to a podcast that makes you zoom out and you're like, man, this is the best self-care I ever needed. And I just never knew that I had this, right? So like, is there something that you've noticed in this new way of life that has given you 
pause for your like joy and you're like, oh, like this is something that brings me infinite happiness. Um, I'll go first because it's fresh and I pose the question. Um, I've been repotting plants, plants that are doing really well, like well enough that they can be broken up and put in other pots. And um, I, nothing has brought me more pleasure than that in a really long time. And like, I found myself talking to one. I was just like, well, you're very pretty and and you need a lot of like sun. So we're going to make sure. And like, it just felt really good. And like, yeah, I, it's fresh. I did it today. I've, I've done it a couple times, but yeah. And it's like a mental reminder that like, that brings me joy. I like indoor potted plant gardening. Like it makes me really happy. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'm, that's very nice. That's, it's good, but we like doing that too. And it's, it's a good thing to. Yeah. I feel like one of our best days um, in the last few weeks has been um, repotting things and kind of taking cuttings from one pot to another pot and uh, doing it outside in our side yard. And also have found myself talking to them and being like, you're doing good in your new pot and like, good for you. We're happy like, about it. Um, yeah, it is. It's nice. I mean, for like a non-gardener and a person with a zero green thumb or ability to do any of that. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's strange how, how good it feels when you're just like, oh, like this is something in my life that also has life and I'm helping that life along. Great. Yeah. Well, so it's so nice to see in the house. So it gives you back. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, I, I want to do like a sweet one about like making my partner laugh, which is always my greatest joy in life, which is still true. But I think um, observation that I've made through all of this stuff that we're in is um I don't think this is going to be a hard sell, but anyone who does not own a pet yet, a dog, a cat, whatever animal you're attracted to, like I've just been getting so much entertainment value. (laughs) I I spend all day with getting to observe my dogs now and they behave just as I suspected with all of their weird (laughs) idiosyncrasies, but also like new things they're doing because they're around all the time. And like, it just constantly makes us laugh and like make fun of them and then just love them and cuddle them. And, and, you know, we're all, in a phase where our heart rates are jacked up and our stress is high. And then like, I see what these two little adorable assholes are doing and it just makes me laugh and my heart rate gets normal. And it's a good lesson that like, there's, I don't know how we domesticated these little wolf children, but like, or or these little tiger cat children, but like, they're so amazing. And I really, it's Don't eat me. <laughs> I love for them, and, and I don't know who's on the fence about pet ownership, but uh, if you are, I think one thing I have learned that will come out of this that I, I knew before, but really it's been reinforced that I would share with everyone is uh, these little animals that I don't know how we domesticated, but they they like living with us, and they're just endlessly entertaining and heartwarming and healthy to have in your home. Yeah, I concur. I was, and that made me think about. Um, you can do maybe donations, like some people doing, like anytime you're doing a podcast, like donate to the Humane Society. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because I heard adoptions are up because people are like, I need a pet, I need to talk to somebody. And so that's great. Yeah. You know? And 
time to puppy proof your your house and train a puppy right now. Golly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, if people are listening and thinking about that, like do it now because you can spend time with them and and it pays off. And you know, we it's people are being saved by their pets right now because yeah. everybody's been talking about their pets and everything, and they're, they're the main focus. It's good to and they love you. Yeah, it's true. Anything else, anybody? No, I mean, I guess like my main thing is just been kind of reconnecting with the things that I have and that just kind of sit in my house and like looking at them and being like, oh yeah, you, I, I, I own this for a reason. I'm hanging on to it for a reason. I've moved it from house to house to house for a reason and kind of rediscovering those reasons has been interesting. And, um, kind of like reimagining how I can use those things, uh, whether they be books or pieces of art or um, just like tools that I have, like that stuff is, it's cool to kind of reconnect with your things. Yeah. Like taking inventory of like your stuff. And yeah, like like I, I have a lot of things to make things with. Maybe yeah. I should do something. That's awesome. Making your space more cozy. She's been decorating. You guys haven't been over in a while. It feels so weird that you haven't. Just to oh, see like, the stuff that she's been doing because it looks super cute. It's nice and cozy and warm in here. I'm excited. We're going to have to do um, like HGTV home tours when we get, when, we, when we're <laughs> able to see each other again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you're listening, if you're still listening, um, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in this season. We understand that um, it's been hard on everybody and it's been hard on us. It's been challenging. Um, but as Lily pointed out earlier in the show, this is something that brings us joy and it's something we wanted to do for a long time. So we're going to continue to work on it. We're going to continue to work at it. And um, thanks for sticking with us. If you're listening for the first time, wow, there's better content in earlier days. Um, and if, <laughs> and uh, if you're a regular, thank you for listening. Um, and if you haven't already, like, subscribe, rate, review. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jamie Boehner. I think it's Jamie underscore Boehner. I don't, yeah, I'll put it on the website. Okay. Welcome, Twitter followers. Anytime. <laughs> Sorry, I have to be a little self-promotional. All right. So you can uh, email us if you want to reach out, uh, shamepod at gmail.com. Yes, you can find us on the so- socials at shamepod. And, uh, yeah, um, take care of yourself. Uh, make note of when you're smiling make note of when you're laughing simple things might just get you through it and we'll still be here when you need us that's right and uh, cheers we'll see you uh, next Tuesday alright bye bye bye